You're listening to the Sound Atlas. Hi, I'm Captain Dean. Oh, who uh, are you? Oh, I'm Russell. I'm Russell Brooks. Hi. And who are you? Hello, I'm Tommy Starr, or Tommy, or you're that guy. You're that guy. I'm that guy. And we are the three hosts, and together we put our fists in the middle, and things explode, and uh, exactly, and, and we yeah. save the world. Of course, Russell is the mastermind. Yes. Russell we are his. It. We are his minions. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Well, really, you are now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the current minion. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So we are to, uh, together today for a special episode. Undisclosed location. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's like the. It's like Falcon. Coast okay. We're at my house. We're at Star Mansion West. <laughs> yeah. Don't say anything it's else. It's on the east side. Yeah. Let's just say. Well, they can see. They're like, damn. Yes. Where does Cadillac doors? Yeah. <laughs> well, I like to take them off when I clean. I'm very thorough. Yeah. yeah. We demolish this house and <laughs> yeah. a very rock and roll way of doing things. That's right. So yes, we're here, Dean. Yes. Tell everybody uh, well, what this we're was doing. Kind of Russell's idea. He came out of the blue and said, "Hey, the three of us should sit down and do an episode <laughs> and talk about like music scene history." Right. Or um, what we know. Yeah, we can yeah. talk about venues, which I'll bring up a lot in episodes where mm-hmm. it's like we, we've never really had a thorough rundown of the Bowling Green music scene venues. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, you would have to sit down with a variety of people from yeah. different generations to kind of, you know, talk about various places. But Absolutely. it seems like every decade things come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, and some last a little longer than a decade, but it seems to right. be about the common number. Mm-hmm. So going back to, like, say, the beginning of the era of the music scene becoming something, mm-hmm. bands forming, obviously it would have to be late 50s, early 60s with the Elvis and Beatles and mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? Sure. I mean, there were other... I was like, dude, I wasn't around then, so I can't. Well, I can't tell you no were, venues then. The thing. I, 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 none of us were around at that time. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, through stories. Yeah. Have you heard anything about maybe bands that performed in venues or, or restaurants or something that were around? Well, town? Uh, I do. I do own an Elvis Presley autograph yes. that was uh, obtained. A lady that used to work for the station that I worked for years ago, back in the fifties, they had a, a Christmas party. Out at uh, Manhattan Towers, yes. which I believe now is a strip club. It is Tattletales. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they were having a uh, get-together out there. So the restaurant, apparently, from what I understand, was closed, but the back room was you know, open for the party. And uh, she kind of wandered out into the uh, the restaurant part just to get away from the party for a minute. Right. And uh seems that Elvis and uh, we don't know if it was the colonel or not, but Elvis and somebody was out there. And uh, they were just kind of hanging out, and she recognized him and talked to him a little bit. And he asked her if she would like an autograph. And she said that probably she may have, you know, walked into a conversation or something. So he was trying to politely wrap it up, kind of a thing, right. you know. And so uh, he signed a cloth napkin and gave it to her. And she had it in her possession up until about 20 years ago. And uh, she asked my grandmother, she's friend, friends with my grandmother, she asked my grandmother if I would want it. Awesome. And uh, I said, uh, yeah, I would love to have that. <laughs> and so I have that. And you do. I've seen yeah. pictures yeah. that you've posted yeah. of it before. Yeah. What year was that? Uh, we're thinking like 56. Wow. Be- because it was okay. like right when he was just happening. He was either going to Louisville right. or coming back from Louisville. The Louisville's involved in there somehow. Okay. But he did a show up there, I believe, at the Armory. 
in fifty five fifty six. That's a, a big show. Mm-hmm. There's actually some footage and stuff like that. He did. He played up there a few times, but apparently this particular show was you know kind of a big deal. Right. And she thinks it was around that time. Don't that's have a definite date. Uh, I've heard one Elvis story, and mm-hmm. it's a pretty kick ass story. Tell me, I want to know. Um, a friend of a friend. Uh, was a, a kid at the time, mm-hmm. and they lived outside of Franklin. And I think if you're driving north from Franklin toward Bowling Green on 31W, mm-hmm. there's a little community. I think it's Salmon. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do not know. No. I mean, it's one of those things where it's got the sign, and there's right. like a church and this, and <clears throat> maybe a few buildings, and that's it. It's one of those communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, there was like a, a business. There's a business there, and I think it's still there to this day. And apparently these kids were like riding their bikes and hanging out in the little parking lot and this car pulled up and it was this just slick kick-ass looking, you know, caddy or whatever. And they're like, oh, wow, you know, look at that car. That's sweet. Because you got to think about that time. They don't see that stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Unless Marty Stewart's around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it was Elvis. Mm -hmm. And he was like driving by himself hmm. through Kentucky, I guess, going to Tennessee or come just on a drive. Yeah, well, he had a granddad in Louisville. So yeah, he, but may he did that often. Maybe he was going his to granddad. And shit. Yeah, who knows? So uh, apparently he was just out for a drive and yeah. ended up going in that area. And the kids are sitting there admiring the car, and they, and the guy tells the story that the window rolled down just about halfway, and it was Elvis Presley. And he goes, what the fuck are you looking at? Oh. And he rolls his window back up and takes <laughs> All right. But they remembered that in detail yeah. because they were like, it was him. Yeah. You know, it was truly him. Wow. That's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. That's the only Elvis thing I've heard aside from that. You got nothing. I got, I got no Elvis. I, that, that's my Elvis <laughs> story. That's a good movie. Yeah, that well, I've seen that. It's been a while, though, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Very interesting. So, okay, that's six minutes. So what else? We're doing good. <laughs> We're doing great! When you talk to people like Greg uh-huh. Martin or anyone from that era um, growing up, what do they recall? Because I've heard stories about Lost River Cave, mm-hmm. and I th- don't know if they're true or not. Yeah. Because they don't have any kind of documentation, as far as I know. But I've heard that... Benny Goodman played there with Gene Krupa. I've heard that Ella Fitzgerald played there, and touring jazz bands would play in Lost River Cave mm-hmm. in, in around the '40s, yeah, because it was the air-conditioned nightclub, yeah. Um, but that's in that jazz world. But yeah. still, it's you know top-notch celebrity. It's legendary musicians of of today's looking back, you know, mm-hmm. um, coming from that kind of story. Which is again, it's kind of documented, but I've never seen like a list of who here's who's played Lost River Cave back when it was. There's like, got to be something somewhere, I would or think at so. least pieces here and there. Yeah, Lost River Cave need a list. Yeah, there we <laughs> Come go. On. We, we can. You need, we need a, a, we need a list in the, in the room there to talk Lost about that. <laughs> I mean, they say it was the first. Watch that thing's probably not even on. <laughs> That's true. Not <laughs> They say it was the first air-conditioned yeah. nightclub, or at least maybe in this area. Probably just, it wasn't really air-conditioned. Air conditioned yeah. Because it never changes temperature. Yeah. True, but I mean, to an extent. back in the day when there was no air-conditioning, well, I would think that would be a kick-ass place to play as a, 
as a band, you know. Well, sure. Uh, you're talking about uh, Greg. Uh, some of the headhunter guys, anytime they talk to me about stuff like that, they talk about bands coming through some of the uh, tobacco warehouses. Right. Yeah. And that would be in the late 60s, uh, early 70s. Yeah, well... I know Black Sabbath played at the Tobacco Barn on Louisville Road. So I've never heard that before. You've never heard that? No, I've never heard that one mm-hmm. before. I've heard uh, ZZ Top. Same place. Uh, yeah, was it Brannon's Tobacco Warehouse, It was either Brannon's or Bohannon's or something yeah. like that. But the one on Louisville Road, which I think is still there. Yeah, right across the tracks. Uh, Black Oak, Arkansas, ZZ Top. Mm-hmm. There's a, a poster that a lot of people know, ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner. Yes. But Leonard Skinner did not actually make that show. Oh. Apparently, they had a, their bus broke down, so they didn't actually play that night. Uh, so that's why the story of ZZ Top playing, yeah. but nobody's ever mentioned But there's, there's pictures of ZZ Top playing there. There's right. one picture in particular uh, where you can see uh, one of our friend Mr. Clark in the background owns a Kentucky Tire Exchange. Oh. Yeah. Mike? Back, yeah. Okay. You can see you can see Billy up on stage, right, standing down, right at the edge of the stage. <laughs> There's Mike. That's interesting. For real. There, I mean, it's it's out there. That's cool. You can look around. I look around. And I of course, probably the, have it somewhere. The, the big story talking about well-known acts and stuff. Kiss playing. Oh yeah. At, uh, Van Meter Hall. That's right. December nineteenth. Uh, a guy I used to work with was there, mm-hmm. and it was like. A student and helping as a stagehand. Yeah. And so he saw him out of makeup yeah. and everything. But that would have been... 74. 74. December 74. Mm-hmm. So first album? Yeah. Actually, that was the second album. They second were touring album. on Hotter Than Hell, which came out in October 74. <laughs> I just... Yeah. I can't even imagine seeing that. Yeah. That leads... And I know your answer, I think, uh. already. <laughs> who's, in your opinion, who's the... And I know biggest is whatever. Who's the biggest band to ever play Bowling Green? Biggest band to ever play Bowling Green? Biggest band in your eyes to ever play Bowling Green. As far as fame goes? How do we get them? I'd have to go with Kiss. I say say B.B. King. Well, Only because of his legendary status and and when he came up. Yeah, but Kiss is so iconic. I mean, they're like Wonder Bread. You know what I mean? It's a... I mean, they're McDonald's, Burger King. I mean, they're... You know, that makeup is just known everywhere. I'm just going off of as far as legendary yeah. fame, yeah. status, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Well, I mean, uh, and they weren't even huge great. at that point. They That's were still kind of going up the ladder. That's but, true. I mean, you know, nowadays they're, you know, they're gigantic again, oh, of course. selling out again. But and I would go with Kiss. The story of Rat playing at Diddle Arena. Yeah, back in 85. The, the Cellar Tour would have been awesome. Yeah, the Rat was there. Hart played there. Oh, I didn't know that. Didn't yeah, know that. Uh, Charlie Daniels played uh, Western back in the early 70s. A lot of bands played at Western. I mean, there was a lot of great I bands. I saw that came Wilco through, yeah. at the Garrett Ballroom. I'm sorry. And it I'm was just pouring rain, and there was like 20 people there. I saw the T Birds there. Did was, you really? Yeah, saw the T Birds there. Saw uh, Polly Shore there. I did see that. Of course, there's like 800 other acts that we don't even, we can't even think of. There's no. people yelling, going, so and so, so and so. Well, tell us. We want to know. Tell us in the comments. That's right. Even though we can't see your comments. That's right. But we will. We'll look at them later. If it's recording. <laughs> if it's recording. <laughs> Russell, go check the recording. Yeah. Are we live? Yeah. Is it working? Is anything is it happening? It says nice reverb dudes. Yeah. That's oh, right. yeah. Well, you know, I worked on that really hard. That's very rock yeah. and roll. That's why I took the cabinet uh, doors <laughs> off. You're welcome. Okay. Well, so it is recording. Yeah. That's true. Apparently, very reverb. Well, you know. 
Listen carefully. Can't win them all. Yeah, that's right. It's a big house. Well, we're recording that on the mics as well, so we're going to put that out on the website. That's yeah, right. just listen back. Right. So. That's right. We'll see what how that goes, how that, how that happens. That's true. All right, so, yeah, so we're talking about uh, those are major acts, but uh, so I guess we can talk about more local, local stuff. Locally speaking, yeah. if we go back to, let's say, I know the, the, the singing group, the quartet, the Hilltoppers. Mm-hmm. We're on the Ed Sullivan show. Yep. So that would have been in the late 50s. Yeah. What else was around in this town? Did Was there ever a band that emerged out of the Rockabilly Sun era or maybe prior to the Beatles era and the, the British invasion? Was there any bands in Bowling Green that I mean, I'm sure I'm of? sure that there are, but I mean, you would probably need to talk to some folks That's what I'm thinking. A little bit, I would think you a little, yeah. little bit older than would us. Would you have talked to anybody that would know those uh, stories? All I've heard about is going back that far is, of course, the Hilltoppers. Right. A lot of people talk about the Hilltoppers. And then... Uh, I don't recall any names of a 60s-era band that were, no. like, well-known. Yeah, I think as far as stuff like that, you're going to have way better luck as far as notoriety with um, gospel groups. True. From here. Than you would any or solo artist kind of thing. Well, Billy Vaughn from the Hilltoppers, when you know the Hilltoppers were done, I mean, you can go any record store and find a gazillion uh, Billy Vaughn records. I mean, that dude put out so many easy listening records, right. it's crazy. Yeah, there's a neat little display on Western's campus in the was it Augusta Alumni Center or mm-hmm. something like that, that newer building. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there's a neat, like, small museum. And they've got a whole little section dedicated to the Hilltoppers in there. I wonder if some of my records are in that because I, I donated some of my 78s to it them. It could be. Of course, a lot of people have. but It could be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they had like the recording uh, you know, mixer board or whatever oh, from that's the studio great. sessions that they recorded. That's then. super cool. Yeah. You ever seen that? I did. I just kind of discovered it by accident yeah. one day. I was like waiting on the elevator and yeah. looked around. I was like, "Oh wow, this is cool." No, I <laughs> well, they they've had some displays like that at the Kentucky Museum yeah. uh, for like a couple of months. They would put stuff up, uh, but that would be great if they do a massive, you know, uh, exhibit on local music and yeah. go go all the way back and then you know going newer back stuff too to bands from here mm-hmm. that made a name for themselves started to you know could have been mm-hmm. thing i think of ty bark mm-hmm. and that would have been uh late 70s late i 70s. believe late and 70s then, into uh, the just early a 80s. little bit prior to them would have been sam bush and new grass revival oh well, yeah absolutely yeah so those if you look at a span of about a decade yeah those are kind of the only two things that that i can even yeah think of yeah you know? well i mean uh those bands, the reason I know about those bands is members of those bands. Right. When I started doing home cooking, I was looking for anything and everything, and they brought stuff like that to me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mark Owens gave me a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, Tony Lindsay gave me a bunch of cool stuff. Bill Lloyd. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys just said, hey, man, you want some, some of our history? Here's right. some of our history. And Curtis, I'm sure. Uh, uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe a little Yeah, he bit. hooked me up with some cool stuff. So that's how I kind of learned about all that mm-hmm. of course it was a little bit before my time oh yeah but those guys educated me on a lot of that but stuff. that's what i'm getting at yeah. is those are names and of people and bands that mm-hmm. still to this day guys like us talk about we know about it yeah. it did have enough of a foot 
you know yeah. imprint yeah. that it still holds to this day. Probably probably us probably more. I mean that a little bit, but I would say more dipping into the government cheese yeah. and then stepping into fifteen strings, yeah. Yeah. moving into the eighties into the early nineties. Yeah, by far what I'm yeah. Early days of six floor stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, that's where we get into the venues. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. venues that I mean, I recall people would talk about Manhattan Towers mm-hmm. and Picasso's, and I was too little to get into these places. I was but in, I, I was in Picasso's them. three times. Okay, I was thinking about that driving over here. I was like, I'm, oh, he said he's going to talk about venues. where was it? Picasso's. I, was, I forget uh, where it was. Uh, what's the name of the restaurant now? It's a seafood place right there. Steamer. Where, Steamer. Yeah, it's right. It's that building right behind. But I think that tore. Did they tear that building down, or they gutted it and did something to it a couple of years ago? Are you talking about the the thing kind yeah, of behind the Steamer that's like a paint shop? Well, uh, it's like that building <laughs> it? was like cut in it's half. A, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know yeah. what they do. It's, it's like a car that building, repair thing. Yeah, that's on one side, and then Picasso's was on the other side. Oh. See, I never went to Picasso's. Yeah. I only went there three times. I thought I know it was on Main was Street for some reason, like no. behind Three Brothers, like because there's well, like that vacant parking lot back. He there. reopened Picasso's, you know, years later, and it was over there where everything else was on the, I see. the strip there. Okay, yeah, and that's where the Headhunters filmed the video, correct? Which video? They filmed one of their music videos was filmed at Picasso's. I didn't know that. I remember that yeah, because yeah, I was. I watched I watched the news that night and Channel 13 was talking about they were filming a music video at Picasso's for this song and I want to say it was uh Daddy was a milkman or whatever. Are you sure? Because they filmed the video in Tompkinsville. I don't know. I really I'm just telling you. I seem you. to remember that, but I can't place it. There's people watching this right now. <laughs> Look, I was going, like I was like It's this place. I was like 12. <laughs> but I watched I mean they the, may you know, have, I don't know. Too, but I don't, I don't I have to ask Greg about that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I know they filmed a video. I'm pretty sure they filmed a video off of Picking on Nashville at Picasso's. Okay. And that's all I recall from that news story. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. No, I mean, I'm just saying I never heard that before. But if it, it, it's got to be. I want to know. Well, we're all going to go home and watch YouTube now. Well, I'll just send Greg, hey, man, did you do do this? Do the check. But I, I, I do know that they did a video in Tompkinsville at the band room at the Tompkinsville High School oh. for, uh, uh, what's the, like, what is it? Dumas Walker. Okay. Yeah, if you go look at Dumas Walker, the video, that's, that's in the filmed band room. in the band room at Tompkinsville High School. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I know that, but if they did some of Picasso's, Uh-oh. I don't know about it. We're just showing them the rest of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm remodeling. Don't show them the neat contraption tripod. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, that's that top secret. That's being patented. Um, okay, so clearly the three of us can really touch on good with memory of the early 80s. Yeah. And I can hit you 90s. How old are you? 22. <laughs> hey, man, you that was good. That wasn't in the... <laughs> That wasn't in the questionnaire. How old we are? It's been a long twenty-two years. I'm just trying to pinpoint. (laughs) We're not too far. I'm I'm thirty-eight. Okay. How about this? When was the first time you went to a a club here in town and saw a local band? Do you remember the first? The Armory. The Armory. Who did you go see? Probably Sixth Floor. Sixth Floor. That's cool. Yeah, that that was. That's when things are really kicking. Mid nineties. There's like little bumps, and that was when it was kind of. Been you know all ages show. Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen, sixteen, so probably ninety-five, ninety-six. Yeah. Do you remember who else was with them? It's probably two or three bands. uh, uh, Bean. Yeah. Um, Is it Mike getting all that? Bean. Um, (laughs) I also remember um, 
<laughs> Old McMillan's band, where we wore the top hat all the time. Uh, Layden? Temple Hill. Temple yes. Hill. Temple Hill, yeah, before Temple that. Temple Hill yeah. was, the, was there. Wow, that name, that cool. That name was mentioned the other day, actually. Okay. I was talking to somebody. And... Oh, I have a great McMillan story real quick, so I love to get McMillan. He's, he's one of my favorite, if not my Joe favorite, McMillan. front man. So uh, <laughs> this was, you know, I was probably 15, and to me at the time, I guess McMillan looked like he was a hundred. I yeah. don't know, but he was on a stage and yeah. definitely old. He was a rock drink, star. And he looked crazy and yeah. he had on the top hat and stuff. Yeah. And we were at the armory. And I've never watched Temple Hill before. I don't know what Temple Hill is. And uh, you can tell that they've kind of worked out this thing. So it's like, you know, the hi-hat of the drummer's going, then it's supposed to, bam, it's supposed to kick in. And you can tell by their mistaken choreography that McMillan takes a run from the back of the stage. He's got on a top hat and he's got a cane. And it's like, one, two, three. And McMillan's going to land down on his hands and knees with this cane. And go, Wah! I mean, this is one of those guttural. Wah! Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. He's going to do some Metal corn. screams, yeah. right? But for whatever reason that night, this is the first time I've ever seen Michael McMillan, the band didn't, they all weren't together. So you heard <laughs> the, the count, the, the four count. Here comes McMillan. This, this. <laughs> Looks like some weird just metal leprechaun <laughs> running across the back of the stage. One, two, three, four. And he jumps down, and the band doesn't come in. Oh. The band doesn't come in at all. And it's just him going, <laughs> That's all you can hear. Man. And then, but it was one of those things where he tried to hold it. Like, he tried to hold it out for as long as he could. And he finally, <laughs> And looked back, and the band's just like, so, dude, we worked on this all weekend. Jeez. That was the first time I ever saw him. I was like, wow, that, that guy. If he got that right, that'd been really good. <laughs> yeah, I never got to see those guys because I wasn't. Well, they were a great band. Well, I mean, I, I love I that EP. That EP is one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah, but I never got to see those guys live. That's the first time. Yeah. So, how about you? Was the first live, uh, you know, local show where you saw, oh, you know, like a band? Locally, uh, I saw High Street in their house on High Street. High Street, that's, uh, of course, Brian White, Brian White uh, Greg, Greg Ed. Um, my brother knew somebody that knew Brian, mm-hmm. and he invite, they invited him over, and he was like, is it cool if my little brother comes? And <laughs> I think at the time, I'm pretty sure at the time I was about 13, uh-huh. and it, cha- it changed everything for me. Because at that point, you watch everything on TV, you rent videos, you borrow videos from people. As far as visually watching rock bands, you know, there are usually big bands on arena stages. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I saw like a full blown rock band two feet in front of me. Yeah. You know, like I'm standing in the, they had the band in the living room, and I'm standing, (laughs) and, you know, Brian's here, and drums are here and, you know they just kind of in your face wall, you know? yeah i mean i'm two feet from it yeah and at 13 yeah. you know and i was just like i have to do this like now was that this really uh, change the game was it a show or a rehearsal it was or? just a house show oh yeah. yeah they were home and they had you know decorated everything they had lights and glow yeah. lights i mean i'm at that age i didn't really know what was going on mm-hmm. but i'm pretty smart now enough to know what was going on <laughs> yeah. there yeah. i don't recall no, no one offered me anything. I uh-huh. didn't get drunk or high yeah. or anything like that. But I'm sure it was there. Uh, but seriously, I didn't. I just kind of stood there and enjoyed yeah. the show. Well, yeah. that, that reminds me of uh, um, the very first time I saw like a band, like a like a this is a proper band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
my dad worked for a man named Joel Duke, and he built houses. Joel Duke is Jared Duke's dad yep. of Sixth Floor. Yep. So um, he, I'd start. I was, I think I was eleven or twelve, and I was starting to get into playing guitar. And he was like, "Well, Joel's son, Jared, Jared's in a band. They're going to practice. If you want, I can take you over there." Yeah. And he, and he would take me, and he would drop me off. Yeah. And it would just be Sixth Floor. And they were in just a barn. It's mm-hmm. basically where Joel kept like wood and stuff like mm-hmm. that. His dad kept like in scr- Morgantown. Yeah, in Morgantown, yeah. actually. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Butler County. And uh, <laughs> just say Morgantown. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> More towards Caneyville, to be fair. But uh, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my dad would just dropped me off, and they didn't talk to me, but I didn't talk to them either. Right. I was just. You're just some kid. (laughs) Just blown away because they all had Marshall half stacks. I mean, it's just in this little, you know, nowadays that barn lumber, worth a fortune. Oh, yeah. It looked like it was going to fall down on the band as they were playing, but now that's in style. Yeah. But uh, I would just sit there in the floor and I'd be like, wow, he's got a bush light. Wonder what that's like. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, his amp's really loud. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, That thing on his stand, that holds a beer. Yeah. I wonder what that tastes like. Yeah. And on top of that, they were really good. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're from Morgantown, Sixth Floor yeah. was like the thing. You know? Well, yeah. And um, not that they're not good. I still like Sixth Floor. But like, it was just like amazing, especially at the time, because my dad would be like, I work for this guy. You can't really say you can't go. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I would just sit there and, and watch them. And that's when I found out, oh, drop D? <laughs> oh, you mean I can just go chomp, 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 chomp? So this is metal. So for a, yeah. a good portion of my childhood, it was like, all right, I got it whooped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I move this finger and tune it right. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, that was that was that was a big a big deal to watch six floor practice. Cool. I've heard that from so many people. Yeah. I only saw, I saw him once in mm. the summer of '95. I, that was it. Yeah. I didn't I mean, see him again I, until recently. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's why I would have went to the Armory back in the day, yeah. mainly yeah. because Six Floor was playing. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to go see Six Floor. I yeah. knew the words, still do. Know how to play half their, yeah. half their I, stuff. I swear yeah. I've had this conversation with more people. And yeah. I just talked to John the other day, and you know, we talked about a lot about that same thing. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, do you really realize how much of an impact you guys had on people. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. wise like yeah. how many bands were formed because of that. Yeah. You know? I mean, Sixth Floor might as well have made it to, like, platinum. Well, he on talked every about chart. that. If you're from said every time it was they like, got, this is the band. They got this close and, and just shit happened. And yeah. And it fell through, like, every time. And yeah. it was so funny as the whole... And the podcast hasn't aired yet, but it's coming up. Yeah. And it's like he's talking about all these showcases they had and it's like they were all on Tuesday nights <laughs> and it would snow a lot or right. something fell through or somebody couldn't man. make it and say, and I was like man what's the deal with these Tuesday night showcases man, yeah. my maybe you should have moved was, it yeah. that was like if you could if you could be 6th floor yeah. especially being from Morgantown I get yeah. it now then you were, back then, then, then it, I didn't because I was yeah. I was in my own that's stuff what I, wanted you know, to I was be in my young. own world and, yeah. and in my I told this to Bratcher when I talked to him I was like we were more competitor bands right than you know now what band were you stuff. in then when they were when to I was 95? in Tomatoes when the sixth floor started okay and and I talked about that with John the other day Tomatoes formed in October of 94 and sixth floor was rolling by the late or, or probably pretty much the same time but they were formed by 95, mm-hmm. and we both played at Soki Fairgrounds in August of 95. 
Well, I mean, the first time they were ever on the radio was when I played them in 95. Right, and we talked about that. Yeah. And Brad, Brad was in Tomatoes? No, I was. Okay. My brother, at that point, uh, would have been in uh, Capital Punishment. Okay. Or Stonewall. Like, it was one band, but it had, like, two or three different names. Mm-hmm. And oh, he didn't do a whole lot. I don't want to throw us off, off of our uh, timeline. I don't, but, we don't have a But timeline. I met your brother long before I met you yeah. through, through my wife's uh, mother's then right. printing he worked, company. He worked at that printing company. And it was company. always like, I'm in a band. Here's a CD. He'd give me CDs like I like <laughs> But I can't remember the name of his band. At the Runt, time. probably. Maybe I don't. I would think I around '95 it, it was called Runt okay. because uh, the guitar player that was with Runt was Anthony Trent, and yeah. he left them mm-hmm. to join okay. Tomatoes full time. Okay. Yeah, and so yeah. that would have been the same time because we all recorded at Mark Owens mm-hmm. in that same year. We all made EPs at Mark Owens. Now was he still on uh, High Street then? Yeah, yeah. So well, he, the Runt CD was done on High Street. The Tomatoes CD was done. It was like the first recording he did when he moved yeah. to... So you could stand that? up. What is that place called? Uh, it's a little subdivision there. Yeah, it's off of uh, Fairview. Yeah. Yeah, it's over there. But uh, probably when still... you were in, on uh, High Street, when didn't you have to like... Uh... I only went in there one time. <laughs> yeah, but my brother talked about that. Yeah. yeah he said yeah. it was kind of, you have to crouch in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like under a house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... but that, uh, that's a... There is a... That's a cool connection, I think, of the history of our scene. Of, yeah. And I talked about this uh, with someone the other day about house shows. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a long-standing tradition. And yeah. uh, places come and go, mm-hmm. but our town is known for that stuff. Having well, it's live kind of, bands. And, it's know. cool when you have a little spot that you think you can hide away and just those wink, wink that know, know where the party's at. <laughs> kind of losing those, though. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. It is a lost yeah. thing. And yeah. it's also, you know, a money thing, mm-hmm. rent, landlords, right. all that yeah. Plays. yeah, And I'm, I'm sure that's generational, too. But it like, is. Our, our, you know, my biggest thing, or the funnest place to play, I should say, was always the manor. Yeah. I always yeah. like playing at the manor. And of course, it's gone. That's apartments, apartments now. now. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. Um, Went there a couple of times. You guys played there, right? I played there several times. Yeah, several groups. Yeah, yeah. that's it's kind of a neat, you know, little thing down there in the basement, just mm-hmm. hanging out with everybody, mm-hmm. loading out that little side door, going up those little steps. Yeah, yeah. there's right. one right now. It's on. I don't know if I should say. No, but, no. Uh, the Sinkhole Sanctuary. <laughs> yes, that's a great. Little. Oh, you went to the. Uh, I've been to a few. I mean, I'm saying though, you went to the uh, Tiger. Um, yeah. 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 But I went uh, back in Halloween. They had a Halloween show, and the cartoons mm-hmm. played, and True Crime, and all these bands. And I was just floored about how cool it was because I'd always heard, you know, it's that whole thing. It's like being a kid again. It's like you hear about this place where uh-huh. all these bands are playing, you know, yeah. in this basement, and it's a cool vibe. People, you know, show up to this place to stand, watch listen to music mm-hmm. and that's a right. dying thing yeah. you don't see that anymore. hang out with your friends have yeah. a couple of beverages you know but it's like when the bands start to play uh-huh. people literally just stop what they're doing and uh-huh. watch and pay attention yeah About, and i just yeah. i'm i'm in awe of that so yeah. <laughs> you know who you are I, I, don't, I don't know how it is now but about five six ish years ago uh, east nashville mm-hmm very much had that kind of vibe yep. going for house shows. Yep. I don't know if they still do it because I'm not I think, yeah, yeah, I I think you house, just kind of lose they, touch. They, they really did have but that going. But it seems like it does kind of still go on, but it's yeah. almost like a torch is passed mm-hmm. without being passed by 
yeah. you know, person to person. Well, it's I mean, like, it's just in the air. Yeah, some of that stuff, like we said, is kind of secret. So maybe you, just, we just don't know exactly. Sure. <laughs> but let's go back real quick while we're on that subject of clubs uh-huh. and venues. How far back can we go? In not maybe our own personal experience, uh-huh. but what existed at some point? As a venue, well, I mean, fans I, I've heard stuff, but I mean, I, I I really know where I was. I mean, I oh, heard yeah, that, I, I uh, more of that. Yeah, I mean, the What's I've the heard area? about the Yellow Hydrant. I've heard the Headhunters talk about okay. that, which was a club uh, apparently across the track they all went to, and the, you know, a couple other places On like Main that. Main Street, yeah, okay. But I mean, I've heard that. Of course, that was before, before my time. Yeah, about it. three brothers. I've heard yeah. you know a lot of them used to play there. I think the Headhunters played there that a few times. Me. Yeah. And it seems like Richard told me one time the story. There's like some bullet holes in the frame, and when when you're in the club going out, apparently in the frame there's the original some, Three Brothers, yeah, which yeah. is now Rockies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that should still be there. Yeah. That I, I assume. I mean, it was up to a couple of years ago. Oh, I Surely, played Three right? Brothers. Yeah. yeah. I haven't played Rockies yet. Yeah. But I'm it's supposed three, to in a couple of weeks. Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's tradition of Main Street, though. Like, if That's you right. read the history books of our town, Main sure, Street was sure. the absolute shithole of the town. And- that's where everything happened. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can only, I'm, I'm like you, I can only give you what I went to. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I've heard of stuff. Like, yeah, what have you heard yeah. of? Them? Well, like, I mean, names, like, like, like that, I'm, like the Yellow Hydra, that's one that used to come up a lot. Name, the Brass A is one yes. that I've heard of a lot. Uh, but, I mean, me personally, I, the first club that I went to to see a local band was Picasso's. Picasso's, yeah. and you said Manhattan Towers. Well, I mean, I, of course, I didn't go yeah, there. Didn't That's that. just where the Elvis autograph came from. So Manhattan Towers is where Tattletales Tattletales. Now. Yeah. It smells like pee. Yeah. The yeah. Okay. When you go by, you see the back of it? The yeah. Col- I remember okay. when that... See, I didn't... I, don't I remember, remember, as a kid, College Street Bridge was still an open road, mm. so you could actually get off... Uh, I guess it was Old Louisville Road at the time, or Louisville Road. Yeah. Uh, you would get... You would come to that Y, mm-hmm. and you would go past Manhattan Towers... And then cross the College Street Bridge what into Bowling Green. What I remember name. that very what clearly. What a name for a Because I thought the bridge, the bridge scared the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> the when I was a kid, I was like, are we really going to cross that bridge? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 But it's nice now. Yeah. Okay. But, but that was a dump, like, right there behind it. That was like a... It was? Yeah. That whole land thing there that there's done a... Okay job of making it go apart. I was, I was being smart. There about used that, to be couches. It and was? Shit. Yeah. It's yeah. Because it kind of still is. It's still there. Yeah. <laughs> so Manhattan Towers, the Brass A. Yeah. Um, the Yellow Hydrant. The but yellow like hydrant. I said, that was before my time. I've just heard no, this from I'm just saying, some of the other guys. Yeah. To, I mean, my first thing would have been more stories of club names. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember, um, we'll, we'll go downtown. So I remember uh, Bowler Room. Yeah. Yep. Um, which turned into shoot. Uh, Dark. Tap it was Dark Star for a Dark minute. Star. Yeah. Dark Star and Tap. it was actually Picasso's for a minute. It was okay. Vicks for a minute. I remember yes. Vicks. Yeah. And there was what was the downstairs called? Oh. oh. They had. A, they had oh, yeah. Kelly Greens. Yeah. Kelly yes. Greens. They had two separate yes. names. Yeah. Because yeah. Kelly yeah. Greens is where uh, the Tidballs folks worked before they started. Tip-balls. Right. That's right. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then after. I think the very last thing, maybe not the very last thing, but close to the last thing it was, was Twisted Tap. Yeah. Yeah. And the man, they, I thought they had a good thing like going. Brewing, the, the name the brewing company came and went like yeah. two or three times. Well, yeah. And I'm by no means going to get this right, but I believe the same gentleman, I'm forgetting his name, 
that owned Bruco, as we called it, also owned what became the Deuce and then became... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, I, he owned I don't like remember three or four name. places. Yeah. Okay. And right? they used and to good have... times. Oh, my God. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He owned Good Times. It was Mr. Gaddy's for a long time, and then it became Good Times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What was that guy's name? Doesn't matter. I have no idea. Well, I'm still guy I didn't know who you're talking all these about places, that. I think. And, and you'd have to go stand in that little office after you were done playing and hope you got paid. Yeah. Good times. That's a I, lot of I still have uh, invitation when they open the opening night. They sent me. Uh, they sent out invitations. Yeah. I still have my invitation. From, That's insane. Well, they had, they had, they had, yeah. then, then they had good times too. Yeah, it was called good times too. <laughs> Even better times with a Y. And it was also called yeah. something else. They reopened that again. Like, and I played there. I did as well. I and mean, it was in 2010. I remember Man, that. I forgot about I don't that place. The name yeah, of it. they reopened it. I saw a couple. It of was bands so there. good. I don't remember the name of it. Man, well, I thought Twisted Tab was. I thought they had a good thing going there. They had a cool they stage. Did. They were recording everybody, and yep. I was like, "Man, this is going to be all right." And then it nosedived. Yep. It's like, dang. It's just one of those places. It's like when somebody puts something in on Shake Rag Barbecue there on the bypass where there's car lots and something different. Everywhere. Yeah. It's like that's never going to work. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter how good your idea is. It's just one of those haunted buildings. It's not going to work there out. There is some kind of um, odd thing about our town that it, it's. It usually is focused around bad business dealings or someone that had just enough money to get it started mm-hmm. but didn't know how to properly do it. Yeah, you know, I, like as far as know. paying the bands, paying the bills on uh-huh. time for the, you know, the, the kegs and the beer companies yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. I can tell you another one, though. Uh, we played that a ton, or I have. Um, State Street or Ellis Place. Ellis Place, State yep. Street Pub, yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to open mic night there. Which is now an apartment complex he paid me 75 dollars to do that open mic night back in 2003 and then he went two nights in a row without paying me and i said i'm out of here brother <laughs> Man, we, you don't bring my money about. you don't bring my money i'm done yeah, that's so, what yeah. I'm myself about. and adam williams used to play every sunday at yeah. state street pub yeah we play acoustic we pay for two we play for two hours uh-huh. two hours yeah and we get 50 dollars a piece yeah and we go home yeah. And we'd go every Sunday night mm-hmm. and we play acoustic at yep. Street Pub. He said, man, come down here and do that open mic. I said, I'll do it. What are you going to pay me? I don't know. What do you want? I said, give me $75. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't Steve. Yeah. It was, uh, shoot, Steve. Well, Steve Ellis owned it. Yeah. His son, uh, Robbie. Yeah. Well, Robbie was cool. Mm-hmm. I think Robbie, didn't he go on to be like a personal trainer or something? Uh, Is that the right guy? Uh, he was a bartender? A long time ago, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Steve uh, Ellis I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. But anyway, so like two two Thursdays in a row, I was like, oh, man, I forgot your money. I was like, okay, look. Yeah, I forgot to show up. Yeah, so I was like, done. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, but that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. I've yeah, got a completely is. random one you may not remember. Do it. Joshua's Place. I totally remember that. It was down from <clears throat> the spillway. Yeah. Yeah. I do and remember that. Was, that. you know what it was before? Um, Becky's? Was it Becky's? <laughs> no, it was built. That was built to be. Was that built to be? Like, oh, but the woman that I just thought of some. Before, I don't correct? know. I think so, but think I'm so. pretty sure it was. <clears throat> the sawmill was on the other side. And Fort Rock. And Fort Rock. Yeah. And it's almost about the time that that closed, that opened. Because because there was always a bar or a venue on Louisville Road. Right. And there was also another one down. Which is now like an antique store now, but that red barn. Oh, yeah. And I can't yeah. remember the name of that place. No, no, I can't give you that. Don't know that one. But I, and I think I've said this before on one of these, but I, I think the story goes maybe that the, the lady that owned whatever it was before mm-hmm. 
had a son named Joshua. Yes. And she owned a bar, and her son died in a drunk oh, accident. Yeah, when it was okay. built, and then she opened Joshua's place. It's gotcha. more of a Christian place. I think it was yeah. all ages. when it was yeah. built, it was a bar name. And then when that accident happened, she renamed it Joshua's yeah. place and became a non-alcoholic right. venue mm-hmm. hangout place or yeah. something. I never went there. I never went there. But I, I know what you're talking there. about. I know I exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 Now. And right now, I think about it's Fort like Rock a, and all. That's, some, that's a, some good stuff it's there. Some sort of business now. I don't yeah. know what it is. But, but yeah, yeah, the sawmill in Fort Rock. Lots I of cool stuff. The sawmill yeah. opened. Well, see, it was 25 years ago this summer, the summer of '94, that they brought everybody through there. They did. Black Oak played there. The Outlaws. Uh, Rick Derringer played there. Foghat. Mm-hmm. Like one summer, he was just bringing and that everybody was a through there. Stage. Yeah. And my friend Ashley Smith was in the house band. And I believe Keith uh, was in that band. And what band? What Young the, Billy Walker? Yes. There we go. Young Billy Walker was like the house band. Yep. At the sawmill for a long time, mm-hmm. and it go. was a hopping thing, dude. Yeah. That was the somebody's kind of butt's going to be go. really sore tonight. <laughs> Russell refused to get a proper chair. <laughs> you could go chair. get one real quick, and we'll talk about something. We don't want your butt to hurt. <laughs> okay. Oh, I have, I have a. I'm more good on like the more good. I'm better on the random places that you probably never heard of. My very first show ever at a 21 and up establishment was at a place called Club CDs. Yes. You remember Club course, CDs? I mean, Don't I'm, recall that. We're like the same age, so my yeah. remember were playing it, a lot of those clubs. Where was yeah. that? It's where Shady Rays, I think it's Shady Rays there. Yeah, it's oh, Shop, okay, yeah, yeah. Corners, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's 185 Metro, Road. Right? That was yeah, a strip club, too. Yes, it was. For a very, <laughs> okay. After Club CD closed, I think it became a strip club. I got yeah. there early. And then it became <laughs> the right. uh, pawn shop that it is. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I played there a few times. That was my very first show with a, a band called Cheap Fire where we played at Club CDs. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's and they were cool. like, how many people are you going to bring? Uh, you played at a, there was a, there was a venue on, a, speaking of, around that area, on Sugar Maple Square, 185, uh, called, and I'm going to mispronounce this because I'm not Bosnian. Uh, Bosanka, you and me, in Do Sugar you, Maple Square. Yes. I don't remember. So that. there was there was a point where I'm, I'm again. B, it's okay. B O S A Anka. Yeah. Um, they had a rest uh, a grocery. On yeah, it was a house. Old Morgantown Road. Oh, okay. It was a small Bosnian grocery store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they had a bar in Sugar Maple Square. I know what you're called, Bosanka. I'm Bosanka. I said, yeah. well, anyway, you and me, and it was a bar, and they they yeah. booked. Acts to play at this bar. Wow. I know what you're talking about. And we played about, there. But I never played. It was right by, I guess at the time, it was yeah. probably a Houchins. Yeah. It was a Houchins. Sugar when that was filled, it was a Houchins. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking a while ago. It was a while ago. And we played, we played the, uh, we played one night and nobody showed up. And the guy was kind of like, hey, you know, you was going to bring some, so I'm like, I never said that. Yeah. And then he's like, what, do you want to come back tomorrow? I'm like, no. <laughs> and he was like, well, if you come back tomorrow. You know, maybe you get more money. I'm like, so I, I kind of like tried to strong, strong arm this deal, you know, because he said I had to rent a PA, had to do all this. Like you should, oh, have of course, yeah, you should have a PA. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we left that night, and uh, Andy, well now wife, Sarub, uh, her purse had been stolen and oh. all kinds of stuff. Hmm. He had his, his car keys stolen, which was a certain Saab key fob that cost like twelve hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. 
So we didn't go back to Bosinka, you and me, but that was one place we played. Yeah. It was fun. That's interesting. Yeah. So you Not guys against them, I'm sure they're great. You guys never were at Picasso's a little before your, your time? I saw it. And I but passed it, but I was too young to Never play played. Uh, what about uh, Fort Rock Sawmill? Did uh, you ever go to see anybody there? I never heard of that. I've been to the totally Sawmill a few yeah. times. A friend of mine was a bouncer there. Yeah. So we kind of had the, the inn without having to worry about anything. Yeah. But I was over 21 yeah. at that point yeah. anyway. I didn't see anybody grand. I think I just saw young Billy Walker a few times. Yeah. Because you say Ashley was in that band? Yeah, Ashley played drums in that band, yeah. and uh, Keith Hurt, I believe, was mm-hmm. in that band. I really don't have a clue. Who There's no band. telling the stuff that they're putting in the, the comments. super hazy time. Answering all life. the questions they were bringing up. Yeah. <laughs> Put me on. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, I do remember when I, when I started playing in the scene, mm-hmm. would have been uh, late 91, early 92. Mm-hmm. Uh, night class was a hopping place to be. Yep. And mm-hmm. pretty convenient for high school band age kids to get booked in there. Mm-hmm. So I played night class a lot. And I was talking to somebody the other day about this. Um, I don't recall hearing any stories about night class prior to the late 80s. Mm-hmm. And I know that my cousin was in a band that played night class. And that would have been around 88, 89. Yeah. But I've never heard anybody going, man, I saw so-and-so at night class in 82. I, I've yeah, seen some you know. some uh, video of some bands playing there. Actually, Brian at the radio station mm-hmm. used to be in a band called, I'm thinking it's Lester Thrasher, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, And I've seen some video of them playing. What year would that have been? Jeez, I don't know. It was probably around 88, 89, like you okay, said. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, because I've, just, I've yeah. never heard anything about night class. Yeah. From the seventies or the early eighties, I don't know if like it was you know, all the all the stories of all the bands that I've heard that played there seem to have happened between like after eighty seven and around two thousand, mm-hmm. and then it kind of ended around two thousand. Well, I mean, of course, things got really hopping there in kind of the late eighties uh, up to about uh, I would say the late nineties, the and then it the dropped best, off for yeah. a little bit. And then it picked back up in yeah. the early 2000s, it but seemed like. At that point, what was what's Hilligan's today mm-hmm. was Mr. C's. Yeah. And that lasted a decent... I was going that direction. Yeah. Right? And it lasted a decent Mr. C's, 13th Street. Mr. C's, Baker then Boys, 13th Baker Street, Street. Then... Froggies. Yeah. Baker it was a Street, ton of stuff. Then, yeah. Yeah. I remember I only Froggies, saw one show there. They only had... they The bands stopped after it mm-hmm. became Froggies, I believe. Well, see, I... Maybe even more than Tidballs because they would give us a guaranteed gig when I was playing all the time. I probably played. I can't remember if it was Baker Brothers, Baker Boys, it would have been or Baker, Baker Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they did changed. Have three it names. was Baker something all the time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I would play there nonstop. I, that's the only show we ever played where it was like they had to call the cops to get people out because you could they couldn't hear you to tell them to leave. But it, that's before. A long time ago, right. they didn't have that side room. No, it was just a shotgun hall Dude, yeah. with totally. a bathroom at the back. Yep. I remember how many times I sat there and playing in a band or going to see a band, going, "Man, wouldn't it be cool with this land over here if they just <laughs> if extended it?" it. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't know that the businesses that were behind it, which at the time when I started playing there in the early '90s, it it was still existing things. Like there was mm-hmm. a a shoe guy. In one of those little shops that were behind <laughs> it, like a, a shoe repair shop or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'd always heard stories that that was a uh, a crematory place. Really? Uh, but 
like uh-huh. the building itself like before it I became mr c's it was like i've heard random things like it was a leather store or leather shop and I then i heard know. like it was a, a facility where animals got cremated and oh. I, mean, I, just, weird I shit. mean i mean i had the knowledge of it being called mr c's but the very first time and i'm gonna get this iteration wrong it's it was okay baker something I can't remember what came first, Baker Street. It was Baker, Baker Boys, Street Baker Cafe Brothers. was first. Okay, Baker but that was Street. coming out of Thirteenth Street Cafe. Okay, see that's where it I went. C's Thirteenth Street, Baker Street, and then it tumbled into all see, the variations. That that for me is kind of like a, and I want to say the latter first, like Greener Grounds, which was uh, bread and bagel, bread and bagel. Which was it something before bread and bagel? Bread, bread, bread and bagel, bagel existed twice. Okay. It's it's kind of like Twisted Tap it, or Brewing Company. It, it existed. Okay. Something else came in. It came back. Like oh, a lot okay. of that's kind yeah. of common around here. Yeah. And then up the road there, I guess it's Kenton, uh, yeah. was Cafe Voltaire, right? Yes. Remember that? Yes. I played there. I played there too. Many, many moon ago. And I played at the Java House. Are you talking about the place that's in front of the movie theater? Uh-huh. No, 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 Few oh, they moved it. Yeah, yeah. I played there, but before they moved it to there, because before it was there, it was in front of Big Lots. Oh, okay. That's where um, all the Mexican right. food places and where Wingstop and all Abs- that is I, now. I, mm-hmm. I totally and I actually that. had an every Sunday gig there playing an acoustic. <laughs> yes. There we go. Well, <laughs> yes. like I said, is Alex. That bluegrass. What was it called? Uh, uh, but yes, Alex worked there. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Because we went in there to see somebody, and, and she was working there, and of course, this is before that she was with the sleeper agent. Right. But I remember seeing her in there one time. I only went to one show there. I um, believe she booked us through MySpace. There you go. There you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you used your Blockbuster video card to get prove how old you were. And I was That's like, right. who's this dude, Alex? <laughs> Why is he taking so long to get back? Yeah. He's not a good manager. Yeah. Um, the variations of that club, though, as far as what is Hilligan's today, that, that time frame of the late 80s to the, I'd say at least the late 90s, that was the venue. And I've always felt like Tidballs took that, you know, they got that mm-hmm. and captured it there. But I never felt that way about Kelly Green's or brewing company or Vic. Well, I never, I never really went there. I mean, I wasn't really into the local music scene until I came back from Memphis. Right. When I was here before, I saw four or five shows, and then, right. you know, while I was in radio, I still just didn't really do much of local music. Then I went to Memphis and got involved with their local music scene, so then when I came back, I said, okay, I want to get involved with what we're doing here. Yeah. But I really didn't... And you did. Yeah. And we're thankful. Well, you're welcome. But, uh... <laughs> I saw like maybe five shows. I didn't go to a lot. That's of, crazy. I didn't go out a lot. Who did you see? Do you recall? Yeah, I can tell you. Uh, Picasso's, the first time I went there, I think it was around Halloween 1990. Oh. I saw Government Cheese. Awesome. And like a year or two later, I saw been, 15 Strings. That would have been the time. With to uh, see Chris Carmichael and yeah. Joe Parker, and I worked together at Toys R Us. And Joe Parker was always like, Man, you got to come see this band, 15 Strings. You'll love them. And so one night I was like, All right, I'll go. 
And so we went down there, and I fell in love. I was like, oh, these guys are great. You know, this is right when they were just about to get signed mm. to Atlantic. I'd say it was about 91, something yeah. like that. And uh, the third time I went to Picasso's, it was to see Southern Culture on the Skids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember who opened because I was drinking a little bit that <laughs> night. And they uh, were taking, like, we, want, they want, we want somebody to come up on stage and, you know, you're going to play with the band. Oh. And so they put a, like a, uh, a construction kind of helmet thing on the drummer's head. And I went, they, they pulled me up on stage and I was drumming on his helmet, but I was, I was like a little bit inebriated. <laughs> so I was beating the hell out of this dude's head. And so a couple of times he turned around and go, man, you hit my head too hard. <laughs> but uh, those are the three bands I saw there. And then it's I like saw... Wrestling bunch of stuff at uh fort rock but they were all like major bands you do know? you remember the hangar <clears throat> the hangar uh seriously way i remember no. but i don't think i only went to like one show there there's a weird time i would say in the late or mid to late 80s yeah uh there was seriously way was mentioned a lot yeah in like commercials but i went stuff. there when it was yankee doodles yankee doodles before and the, then hangar. the hangar yeah and then the, a lot of bands played at casey hall which was yeah. the knights of columbus yeah. hall which is now a storage unit yeah. facility i booked Our one really one band preserving shit i'll yeah. give them that yeah so <laughs> knights of columbus hall is not knights of columbus hall <laughs> no anymore? it's a storage facility really yeah well it's uh, across from like jb distributors yeah. which is now smith yeah brothers or Everything has, changes names or gets yeah. torn down. Now I never That's saw, I, I never saw a live band at Yankee Doodles. Right. I just went there for. They used to have a lot of hot tub contests. Oh, and the girl I was dating at the time, she was always in the hot tub contests. Very good. So I was going there for that. But then when they changed to the hangar, I saw. Who did I see there? Uh, four Horsemen. Four Horsemen played there back in '93, and I saw them. Okay. Yeah. Four Horsemen in a band called Wildside opened. Yeah. Wildside. Yeah. Like a Bill and Ted band. Yeah. And, and speaking of uh, hot tub contests, let's have one. Why don't they do those anymore, man? Those used to be so much fun. The times have changed. What? Girls don't like to show their stuff and win money. I mean, come on. You know they do. You know they do. I know they do. Well, that's what they I heard. Nappy Roots. Nappy Roots. Well, I never. I heard of them, somebody but I mentioned the other day. I have a never lot saw of episodes them. that haven't aired yeah. yet, so I've yeah. actually talked to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I think I've got like I'm up to August at this point, <laughs> as far as episodes go. He's a but working machine. Yeah, but there are there's an episode coming up soon of uh, Summer Graves from the band People Proof okay. mentioned that her dad had a, an auto shop and he had a CD player and he had a Nappy Roots CD. Oh, cool. And I was like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I haven't really heard that name yeah. from many people. So yeah. that was kind of her like introduction or somewhat connection to the Bowling yeah. Green scene. Right. Yeah. But talk about Nappy Roots and what they did when they came out. Um, you know, to be fair, when Nappy Roots came out, I wasn't honestly a fan. I'm still not to this day. But I do know that they gained quite a bit of notoriety. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to be honest about it. Yeah. Um, well, no, no. I think um, I think we all kind of get that. What year was that? That was probably that was the er, yeah early 2000s. Early 2000s. Is before yeah. everything really went full tilt. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to be the most known. No, I, I just yeah. didn't know. When, I did, when I, you that, mentioned the name, I didn't know. know if, I was like, no one ever says that. Well, because yeah. I, they were, I don't or, think any of us ever really attended their shows, unless you might have been. I never saw one of their shows, and they never dropped anything off at the radio station. So, and I just think it's one of the things we're the ops. You know, it's yeah. not really we're not their audience. No, no. Stuff, yeah. But 
Um, but I know you worked at the the college station for a while, which was uh, New Rock ninety two. Yeah, but I never did. I never did. There the local wasn't much thing. local stuff. Going yeah, they on. had some stuff going on. It seemed like there was a show called Round Here. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I did. I, seriously, you involved in I didn't do anything. Do what now? Hosted by the Counting Crows. I don't think so. Round Could here. be, but uh, I mean, late. I did nothing yeah. local. I mean, I went to a few shows. It was after I got back from Memphis yeah. that I really That's true. dove into local and music in 2001. Yeah. 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 I remember yeah. coming on your show. I was nervous. You'd been the doing college it for station? a while. And I was in the band. Uh, it was so short. Well, you should, can't remember you the should be nervous counting when Crows? you come on with me. No, it wasn't Counting Crows. But anyway. Uh, I replaced Mark <laughs> Allen in a band, and I can't remember their damn name. But I came oh. on the air with Oh, Eric. you're talking about, it was Kathy on lead yeah. vocals? Uh, I s- Off-center. Off-center. Yeah. I was in off-center, yeah. or like a new off-center. They, they were thinking about changing the name. Yeah. But Eric booked the show to uh-huh. come on your show yeah. on a Sunday night. Yeah. And I was nervous because I'd never be. been on your show at that point, and I didn't know if, I didn't know you. Yeah. But in, like in the musician circle of yeah. people, everybody was like, "Man, this Tommy guy's cool. He's helping everybody out and doing all this local <laughs> stuff." You know. So I just I it's all to share true. that with you. All that is true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, now, as far as uh, Western, when I was at uh, the college station, only two things I did local was I interviewed Six Floor. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed Daddy Longleg. Yeah. And the way that came about is uh, Sixth Floor, I got a call from, I didn't know at the time, Kim Mason. Hey, my name's so-and-so. I, I run a club over here, Gary's. I got this band going to be on tonight. Is there any way that I can bring them up there and you can talk to them or promote the show? And I was like, okay. I had never interviewed anybody before. Right. Nothing. So she brought them up there. They'd never been interviewed. They'd never been played on the air. Nothing. So we sat down, and I did my first ever interview with them, and their first ever interview was with me, and they had their CD, and we played, uh, oh, geez, if I had the CD in front of me, it was maybe Speed Freak or something. But anyway, some, whatever, one song, and we talked and plugged the show, and she gave me a little card that, like, let me into any show, ah. you know. So I Kim still, Mason I still have a little was card. involved with Gary's. Yeah, and when Gary's opened, that's what it was, I believe. It yeah. was not anything else at that point. Well, we should also state that Kim Mason what, what started said, the amplifier. Amplifier, amplifier. amplifier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Which I, a lot of people have brought up the amplifier, especially from a certain yeah. genre. You know, the, yeah. I well, I mean, the, the other day, uh, those Don are great. Thompson did a, a review of my very first Double Zero CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. you know, yeah. and that's from like. 2006, yeah. I think. So, and know. I think the same thing for Daddy Longleg. It was one of those deals where she called me or somebody called mm-hmm. me. I assume it was her. And they're playing a show. Can you talk to them? And they had already been around, I think, around uh, like 92, 93 and released yeah. a cassette. <clears throat> and then they were kind of done. And then like a year or two yeah. later, they came back and were doing a few shows. Well, when I first started playing out, uh, it was Marijuana Catfish used used to open for Daddy Longleg. Mm-hmm. And because Porter May Mm -hmm. was friends with Mike Thompson, and so that was their connection. And I think they just were close friends. And so when Porter was in a band and it was doing good, or at least it had songs and we could play live, that was how we got to open for them. So we opened for Daddy Longleg at least three or four times. Yeah. And that would have been late 92, early 93. Well, I mean, they were a great band. Oh, they were fantastic. And, you know, that tape... 
yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that tape yeah. but that tape kicks ass still today yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's, that's the only way they released it was on a tape I guess so I you interviewed so. Finner and I think he talked about that yeah yeah um, well, the, well they released it later on CD yeah. they brought me what they had and we tweaked on it some right. and they you know printed them punched them out in the yeah. basement but but, uh, but speaking of Gary's, mm-hmm. Gary's was a really important venue. See, I never in, went in to Gary's. Time. Okay. Yeah, I never well, went to I did, and yeah. it was awesome. Did yeah. you have any? Experience I, I've always there? heard good things about it. It was a yeah. killer stage. Yeah. And they had a Velvet Elvis on the. You back know, of that was it fantastic. seems like I've got a video, a sixth floor playing there, you and probably it's do. way up high above the stage. Yeah. Velvet Elvis. Yeah. You hurting? No, I'm gonna check the. Uh, He's checking. Um, there was a Velvet Elvis on the stage. I saw. And this would have been the mid, well, probably late 90s. I saw Radioactive Flowers a lot. Yep. They were kind of the band yep. to play there. Radioactive Flowers were uh, kind of a big deal then, and yeah. it seems like there was someone else. That was there was of, a few, and it's yeah. uh, you kind of get lost in name land sometimes because yeah. of... I'm going to yell from outside. All right, do it. <laughs> He's going to yell from outside. But I remember going to a lot of their shows yeah. and uh, how, how awesome it was. Again, it was close to western so i think that played a role in it and uh something else about that area was thursdays yep so when that strip mall thing was built the Mm -hmm. it had thursday's bar and grill and then i guess something else was on the other end ski daddies ski daddies Mm -hmm. it's like a wings joint yeah yeah that's man yeah that brings back memories yeah so and see, I never went to Thursdays because again, I didn't go to much local stuff until after. Well, I got even back. when Kevin DeBro came through, now see that you taught your. I, I, I know the story about yeah. your your grandma or he, somebody. He called to. my house and talked to my grandmother <laughs> for about half an hour. He was calling to do an interview with me, yeah. and I didn't know he was calling to do an interview with me. And I'm like, "How am I going to interview him?" I'm like, "What were you at the college station?" Yeah, at that yeah, point? wow, yeah. And okay. so I'm like, "Why?" Is, so it was all confusing to me. I'm like, "Right." I didn't set up an interview with him, and if I would have, I wouldn't have given him my grandmother's phone number. But he called my grandmother looking for me. Of course, I wasn't there. And but they talked for like a half hour, and great. you know, she left a note. Uh, Kevin and she couldn't. Yeah. Whatever. Kevin called. D. Yeah. And I still have that note. But uh, yeah, he played there. But uh, my friend Craig Allen was a student uh-huh. at Western at the time. Yeah. And he was a uh, he was in photography, and he worked for the Herald, and yeah. he took some incredible photos of that show really yes. i'd love to see him. i know and I've, yeah. I've asked him before i mean dude we're talking what was that 90 90 95 96 yeah it had to be at least yeah. 96 yeah. and uh i'm thinking know, it was I don't 95 know if he still has that stuff or not but because he, Craig, uh, if you have it you gotta yeah, if you want we need to see those man <laughs> but I just remember one particular photo he got was of Kevin with the mic stand over his head, and he yeah. just had this grin on his face like yeah. he was crazy. Yeah. But, the you know, the place was... It was probably the best night Thursdays ever had. Yeah. You know, as far as having a, a celebrity there or whatever. Uh, when I, when people talk to me about Thursdays, they always talk about uh, Sixth Floor playing there, yeah. and they talk about Super Fuzz playing there. Oh, yeah. 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 So I hear about about those two bands playing there a yeah. lot, especially Super Fuzz. I saw Super Fuzz mo, more at the. Uh, I guess at the time it would have been Vicks. Mm-hmm. When it, before yeah, the brick wall was like put in and cut the room in half, mm-hmm. it was wide open. Mm-hmm. Remember? And uh, well, I never went they, to Vicks. They built a brick wall <laughs> and separated out that 
particular space and it became a bar on this side and a bar on this side. Yeah. But when I saw Super Fuzz, it was the wide open room. Yeah. And you could squeeze at least, golly, like 500 people in there. I mean, it was big. Well, here, let's bring these two together. Because the first time I saw Super Fuzz yeah. was opening for Quiet Riot in Louisville in 1997. Damn. Yeah. And they uh, hadn't been signed to Gotham Records, so they were selling the uh, original issue of Pretty Blank Page mm. at their uh, little merch table. And I bought it. The one that's got the girl with the tattoos mm-hmm. and she got her hands behind her back. Yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah. So I but bought that, it that night. Again, that band came out of Black Cat Bone, correct? Black Cat Bone, yeah, Black Cat Bone. They got a record deal. They well, they released an independent, independent release. Then they were picked up by Electra Records. Right. That was reissued on Electra Records. Kodo's the name of the album. And then they were recording the second album, which uh, eventually came out. But while they were recording the second album, there was issues, and they mm-hmm. broke up. And of course, that splintered into Super Fuzz and. Tail Dragger. Yes, and yeah. Tail Dragger still exists. Tail Dragger is the only band that ever saw at 13th Street. Oh. Yeah, and that was in the late 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought of another venue while I was on sabbatical there. Um, what was that venue? Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what it was before. The Deuce. Uh-huh. On the corner of Morgantown Road by the railroad Where track. Where it hits the overpass there by Western. Right. There and, is now a Hux. There, it used to be a Burger King, and now it's a and Hux. And it's incredible, can I say? The Hux? It's incredible, Hux. Um, <laughs> Just did a commercial yeah, okay, for That him. took a minute. Yeah. But I got, I got Slow it. burn, slow burn. I totally got it. Anyway. <laughs> if you're looking up? for peanuts and gas, <laughs> go to Hux. Go to Hux. It's incredible. Um, they do have pizza, pizza puffs. Those are good. Oh, good one. That's they have good great stuff. Fago. I like yeah. that. That's yeah. what I like. They have yeah. Fago at the Incredible well, Hux. Hux, we need a couple of bucks, man. man. <laughs> if you want to go even farther, I do like to call it the Incredible Hux Fins. I mean, that's cool. Okay. That's totally cool. It's been how bored. But you are where the deuce was, it, yes, it, is, it became. There is now a uh, apartment complex being built for Western. Yeah. Students. Before it did that, it became another venue that yes. I played with. I played in at with schools, and I'm tra- I'm having trouble remembering the name of it. Man, I, d- let uh, me ask you this: David you... Allen Coe played there too. Oh you yeah, yeah, yeah. The name of the, I don't remember uh, the name, but did you? Do you have a, like a list of all of your shows? Cause that, how cool would that be if you had a, a list of everywhere you played, the dates and all? That would be, and you would like love to have that, wouldn't I would you? Love to have it, See, I bands, I tell you this all the time. Write this stuff down. Shoot some video. <laughs> You'll want it someday. I remember the Deuce, but I don't remember it was, what it after was. After it was the Deuce, but it, 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 it became like the a rock bar. bar. Well, yeah. yeah, but after that, it was a whole different thing. I always picture it, it was, more as that country bar. With the mechanical bull yeah. in it. That would have Again, been, I never yeah. went there, but I heard about it. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. have been the deuce, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, and then they I remember it was a car, yeah. car lot. Well, actually, yeah. going back to what I was saying earlier, the same guy that owned Bruco owned the deuce. Uh-huh. And, you know... As you, soon as it, we're this done with this, I know nothing about from. this gentleman. I'm sorry if I'm messing up your life story. Yeah. But I believe this guy owned, like, Bruco, the deuce, all these places. Uh-huh. I think you're right because Ambersol, I remember that. Craig, Ambersol, That's it. Is that right? That's right. Okay. I totally. For whatever reason, that. all these places were all up for sale all of a sudden. So that's yeah. when you had all these name changes yep. and other people going and ah, buying these businesses and attempting to run attempting a bar. to continue to yeah. run the bar. Yeah. It was called something. Oh, the Lava Lounge, man. Oh my God! That's what yes. it was called. Yes, I played that's at the right. Lava Lounge. Wow. That's where. That's what went in. Put with that the on your resume. That's right. <laughs> It's on just there. did. Yeah, the lava uh, 
Oh, I can wow. lay some carpet and some pipe, and I played the lava <laughs> and I played the lava <laughs> And I was going to say before, and they used to have a hot tub. Now. You were talking about Thursdays. Uh-huh. I'm curious and to if you know or you have any insight as far as, like, I remember when I first started playing music, and I, I know a big part of that was the college crowd, but Thursdays. Uh-huh. Thursdays was the biggest crowd. It didn't matter who was playing. If mm-hmm. you were playing at a local bar, mm-hmm. uh, you wanted to play Thursday. Because it's right next to the college. Yeah. That's why Tid Balls. I mean, Tid Balls is great, but it is so close to the college. No, no, Thursday no, I mean nights the in day general. Thursday. No. Oh, yeah. You well, right. yeah. Yeah, that's the part. That I don't know Thursday what night was the night to go out. I don't know. I think it was just it was, well, because they were, the day most of them were out on Friday. Yeah. So like Thursday they're running nights, home to mom and dad on Thursday Friday. nights. Yeah. were more like their Friday, yeah. and they would party on Thursday because Friday morning or whatever they'd pack up and head home to do laundry for That's the right. weekend. Yeah. That's why Thursday night was so good, mm-hmm. and, and, and it, it has totally died. Yeah, <laughs> penny beer, which they can't do anymore. They can't. How come? No. Well, yeah. the uh, what do you call it? the uh, A the alcohol ABC ABC crackdown. Yeah. Down. Why? It's a money you can't thing. Legally, say you're selling beer for less than what you gave for it. So if you oh. call it penny beer night. Same reason you can't you can't too. advertise free beer because yeah. you can't right. give uh, free alcohol. So they're thinking <laughs> you call well, it well, samples. It's penny beer. Yeah. You know you pay you can to have get sample in. Yeah. It's penny beer. Yeah. But you could be it could be your first show mm-hmm. at Ted Balls, especially mm-hmm. when I was 21. It's true. You show up, pay for a pack. Play for yep. a packed house, yep. yeah, and everyone hate you, but it didn't matter. Yeah. You're gonna make way more money on yeah. that Thursday <laughs> than you would make any other night of the week because it, that's it, when everybody. It came. didn't really end until kind of recently because mm-hmm. Dublin's another venue we haven't mentioned yet yeah. used to have Thursday night shows, and they did really good. Yeah. And um, I can't recall exactly what started. What when did Dublin's even open? Uh, I, I don't know. Dublin's, but I don't know when they open. It had to be mid 2000, like maybe 2005, 6, 7, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. It's been there for a decent amount of time. We didn't mention Spillway. No, I haven't mentioned Spillway. We've got to throw yet some Spillway in there. I think what we're well, saving the end of this thing for balls. is the ones that are current. Yeah, yeah. Let's get one thing. Sh- let's get this shit out in the <laughs> open, though. The bar on Morgantown Road. Uh huh. It was the. Oh, gosh. The the if you know all damn, the names I, of this I can't, bar, you're I can't. everyone person. I've interviewed for the sound atlas, they they've told me everything. The bar on Morgantown Road that was in the strip mall with a, a gas station on the one side and two thirty one liquors on the other. Yes. Yeah. It has had at least ten names in yeah. the in a, what, ten year, fifteen year span of time? Grumpies. Grumpies. Mm-hmm. That's one. Yeah. It's basically the Shake Rag Barbecue, like that place on yeah. that Just nothing ever lasts. Yeah. That never. place is not but, they're not still going, are they? No, it's been no. empty for a, a while. Yeah. And the la- the last time I stepped foot in there would have been in twenty golly, twenty sixteen. Yeah. It was an active bar at the time and I played there. With uh, Despite the Fallen and Mundane Nation mm-hmm. and Zudemos, which was uh, a, a short-lived band. It was a really good band. But um, anyway, that was one, like the third Captain Dean show was at that bar. Yeah. And I don't fucking remember the name of it. And I don't know the name of any of them. You don't know the name of what it was when you were there? No. I can come up with one. If I know it's on a flyer, but I mean, it's just my my 
my memory of that bar, there's so many names, I can't pinpoint which one it was at that time. Grumpy's the only it's one that comes few, to mind. It's been a few. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the heavier bands would play there because they had really good luck out there because it was welcomed. It was accepted. Seemed like it was called something that had to do with a record, like the turntable? Turn turntable. Turn turntable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Turntable Grumpies. Okay. Yeah, it's right. called something else too. Yeah. And there, uh, there was a time it seemed like it was kind of a more country bar, like a southern right. rock country bar. Yeah, I don't know. That would have been probably around like twenty. I was in there a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. I always thought they had better luck with the heavier stuff. They did. Yeah, they had a lot of heavy stuff. It was on the beaten, off the beaten path. It was off and the beaten it, path. You could get loud because the gas station and the liquor store at night are basically party yes. central. Yeah. And it felt like the remnants of what would have been previously um, Glasgow's scene. Yeah. Where you're talking about slander and stuff like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Morgantown's sixth floor stuff. It's yeah. like it's right off the interstate. Yeah. And if you're from Morgantown, the tow road. That's true. And then that that was like the quickest way. The and then you can get right back on it, buy beer on the way home, you're gone. Yep. yep. So it was perfect for stuff like that, but the thing was, I think, honestly, by the time they kind of got into that mode, mm-hmm. that stuff was probably dying. It was, yeah. a, again, it was and another venue that was really accepting in music scene, especially original, yeah. but again, it had just a stage the size of this table. Yeah. Like, I've never understood that part of it. Well, you know, it seemed like they had it in the back of the room at, at one point. At one point, they the, did, yeah. and then they moved it up to the front yeah. in front of that window, yeah. and, you know... I've never understood why that place had so much trouble. Let me ask a question. I'm going to be dual-fasted. So what's the worst place you've ever played in Bowling Green as far as like the the, the environment to play in, the stage, and what's the worst place you ever watched music because the place is just not meant for music? Jeez, I have no idea. I know mine. Mine's actually Dublin's. I hate playing at Dublin's because you're five foot from a wall (laughs) and you're just blasting this wall and all you are is like, Something people go, and they duck when they walk by to get to the bar. It's a, and you're like, I'm it's sorry, an Irish, I turned it down. It's an Irish bar, and you think you're coming in there to have you know beer and yeah. green beer and leprechauns. And yeah, it's a shotgun. It's a you've shotgun got hall, some but fucking loud ass band wall. playing cumbersome, loud as hell on that little shotgun. Yeah, I, have, uh, I, have, I have no like answer. As far to that. as playing, it's like, oh no, just let me aim towards the back wall yeah, or something. I've never but the way it's that. set up, it's just like no. I'm just aggravating folks. I thought of, I have to thought agree. of another name, though. Uh, we were talking about uh, Bruco earlier. At one yeah. time, it was Club Deluxe. Yes. Okay. There you go. It just popped in my head. Oh, okay. It's been a lot of names, too. Yeah. I didn't, you know, Bruco. Vix was the most, I think, the longest lasting one, I would think. Yeah. Maybe. I just yeah. remember the name Kelly Greens and Vix seemed to last yeah. for a pretty good amount of time. So yeah. yeah. I never went in there before I don't think I went in there maybe once before it became Bruco. Mm-hmm. But I remember that Bruco was hip-hop in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Upstairs was the rock band. Yep. Yeah. And you never made <laughs> as much money as a band just because people didn't go there as much. A lot of people went to the basement. Yeah. Because that was the only place in town at the time that had any sort of hip-hop kind of stuff. You yep. go to the basement over there. Plus, the basement was kind of dark, and there were little areas you could get off yep. in with the ladies and all. Sure, yeah. that's true. I mean, I heard that, but, but they, anyway. You know, Bruco had a very nice stage. It did. They had very nice lights and a really good PA compared mm-hmm. to everybody else. And at one point, they had two stages. I don't know why. And that was cool, but they'd have the one stage where the opening band would start, a little smaller, mm-hmm. towards yeah. the window, and then the main band would be on the main, bigger stage yeah. in the corner. Yeah. yeah. That's I remember that very well. 
That was good stuff. Yeah. Actually, it was a good place to play mm-hmm. music. It's just, you just, for some, whatever reason, at least I in agree. my experience, you couldn't get as many people to come there yeah. as you could other places. Man, mm-hmm. I've played everything in this town except for the Capital Arts Center. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one that's eluded me my entire music span of it may doing happen. this. I've never understood that. Yeah. All my friends and stuff have gotten to play there, but I just never was in a band at the right time to get yeah. on something. Uh, I don't have any super horrible experiences, but I've had a lot where you're playing in those places with the small stages and you walk in with your gear and they're like, yeah, you guys are going to have to <laughs> tone it down a bit. It's like yeah. just by holding your drum cases, you're yeah. like being told to play quiet. And yeah. yeah. So that happened a lot to me. So no, man, you got to be able to cut loose. <laughs> well, that, that's the kind of thing though. It's kind of like, for me, it was always like, why am I here? Because there'd be yeah. certain, you know, even going back to the coffee house that I've forgotten the name of that used to be in front of Big Lots that moved, we yeah. talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, I had no illusions that I was there right. to be praised as a musician of, yeah. of the jukebox. Yeah. And it, it was kind of the same thing as far as like playing a lot of places. Really, it's, you know, it's it, this night. It is. They're going to guarantee you this. Do you want it? Here's the well, thing. I, well, I'd like 50 bucks. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And you don't get let down. You're like, thanks for the 50 bucks. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Here's Wonderwall. And yeah. you get out of there. Fucking Wonderwall. <laughs> Here's my thing about when I got into playing. I was always told how rough Louisville Road was. Okay. So by the time I started playing, uh, I guess the spillway was open at that point. Well, they've been open for about 20 years. Right. 20, 21 I mean, clear, years. Long before Robert yeah. had it. But I've, I was always told about these terrible things about Louisville Road clubs. Yeah. So I've played all of those, including the country ones. Uh, the Silver Dollar, down by Tattletales yeah. now, and then that Red Barn, which I can't remember the name of. Um, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, though. But I don't know what it's called. So you got those two, which I've always heard those were rough. That's a rough area. Yeah. And I yeah. guess at one point it probably was. Then you had that other little place, that uh, little bitty place that's across from Houchins. I can't think of the name. Oh, of Miss Kitties. Miss Kitties. And it's now Pit Stop. Yeah. Um, I saw I Six Floor Kitt- in there. Yeah. I, yeah. Miss Kitties actually, for as small as it is, had a great stage. Yeah, it seemed like it was a big stage. It was a huge stage. It was like six feet off the ground. Yeah. And it, it was like professional. Yeah. But yet it was, it, the building's the size of Dublin's. You know, it's like yeah. you would picture that in a way. Yeah. But Miss Kitties actually was a great place to play. Mm-hmm. And I played Spillway fairly early, I guess into its opening when it still had the corner stage yeah, you know yeah that was fun your teeny drum, your drums barely fit yeah. on the little thing <laughs> yeah. and then the band had to stand on the floor yeah yeah well actually <laughs> but i've played all those louisville road venues with these terrible tales but maybe it was bad in the 80s but in the late 90s and early 2000s i never had any trouble out there yeah no bad experiences whatsoever but i also kind of kept my wits about myself about getting drunk and being an asshole to anybody and all that yeah. stuff you know yeah. it's like i just kind of tiptoe through the landmine of what you've heard right. you know i'm never in trouble at all no i mean no nope. fair i haven't either i mean and it, going back to like a good stage to play on ellis place yeah i agree but rarely would they give you ellis place i like, played it once show it, I, you got I the pub too, I played it once but you play stage and you Street were there pub. yeah you get the pub <laughs> Yeah, you get yeah. the pub. State Street Pub is, again, a small-ass stage, but it was actually a great place. It wasn't I bad, think they're though. all great places if you have people. 
And yeah. the cool thing about the smaller venues around here is 25 people in the audience makes you feel like a rock star, you know? You're like, <laughs> man, we got people up here enjoying yeah. the show, yeah. you know? But it's like, when you play the spillway now, yeah. it's like there's a shit ton of people out there and the dance floor thing's empty. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's a venue. It's a concert. Yeah. Come up here. And, you know, <laughs> I go to these shows in Nashville and I'm like, man... People just don't really get it, I guess, up here. Maybe it's, speaking know. in a fan mm-hmm. perspective, yeah. you know. But now, what's the? I can't think of the name of it. The where a booth is now. Booth Fire and Safety. Yeah, there was, there, there was a venue. What like, was the name of that? I have no. No, clue. no. Then that building. Yeah, oh, I don't can't think that. of the name of I it. I played though. it once, though. I can't think of the name of that. And that was around two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah, I can't think of the name of that place. It was not bad, though. Yeah. It was a cool venue, yeah. and it was again like big a stage. Great stage. Yeah. Um, saw Kiss Army there. Saw Super Fuzz, Devil May Care, Gear there. <laughs> what uh, the who else I see there? And that was free. Years. That was free. We did that for free. Effects. Yeah. Uh, it's good stuff. I can't think of the name of that place now. I can't either. But I mean, driving, driving uh, later, I'll be. Our, oh, t- our yeah. town has had a lot of venues yeah. that were very short lived. Yeah. And I think the brainchild of this, the point of this episode was to kind of make sure nothing's been lost, you know? Yeah. I still feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, of know. course we are. I'm sure if this is still rolling, it's probably it blowing is. up with after don't I, forget about this I place. Yeah. That, I did see that it is rolling. <laughs> well,. Uh, I was hoping you had an idea when you hit the light bulb. Yeah. Got nothing. But, of course, the, the big one for a while now has been Tidballs. Tidballs. Of course, yep. Spillway's coming in now and bringing all kinds of great stuff the past few mm-hmm. years. So uh, those have been staples for a while. Yeah. Warehouse. The A-frame yeah. has done really A-frame. well. A- absolutely, the, the A-frame. Yeah. Um, there was that High Tops had bands for a while when yeah. that opened. And yeah. Rest in peace, Junior Food Store on the corner yeah. of Goodbye Box. Center and 13th. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone told me they closed Junior Food, junior food Store. I was like, what's that? They're like, the box. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the box. box. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the A-frame is something that I, I hasn't been brought up a lot, but yeah. I've seen some great shows. Absolutely. There. It's a cool little They've venue. They've done a really good job on their stage, yeah. their sound, it's and nice. their lights. It's a really cool venue. Yeah. Uh, another place that kind of is more of an underground thing, I guess, for some reason, but the warehouse on lover's lane, Mm -hmm. um, they have a lot of really good shows, but Mm -hmm. it's also kind of, yeah, bigger names, but not never really hear anything about it though. Right. It's kind of like you have to be in a member of a club or something to get tickets (laughs) or something. I guess. Cause I mean, I'm serious. I really, I never really hear anything about that place. Yeah. It's like, no, it's right. It's what's right by here. I've never been to it, but I always see a lot of bigger out of town names. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. A lot of like well-known singers, songwriters, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not like star stars, but like, Way bigger than me and you playing at Baker Boys. Yeah. You know. Uh, wow. But I've never been, to be honest. I've always heard good things about it. Yeah. I was there once. saw, uh, I think they were called the Black Bells. Huh. A band that was signed with uh, Third Third Man Records. Oh, okay. Are okay. the Blue Bells or the Black Bells? Yeah. Okay. I think it's the Black Bells. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Saw them one night, and uh, Patson was there. Oh, cool. That's the only time I've been out there. That's um, somebody we should... 
We, meaning you, Mr. Coach. <laughs> yeah. We need hats and on here. Yeah. He's kind of disappeared as I well. I have seen him for a long time. I'll, yeah. You'd be surprised how many people I reach out to and say, yeah, that's cool, and then they never get back oh, to no, me. Exactly. I, 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 would, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I would understand. Yeah. That. And then years later, they'd be like, damn, I wish I'd have done that. Yeah. Well, you know you what? Should've. I mentioned this the other day when I because my the first episode I taped right after – Dylan and Tiger mm-hmm. had passed. That was just a horrible week in our music scene. And it got me thinking about, you know, when, when you all pass this on to me, Billy Swayze was on my list. Yeah, I had this giant kind of list of just a dream list. of. Mm-hmm. I had to go back and listen to both of your entire episodes and make sure I didn't reach out to anyone that already been interviewed, right? So I did that, and then I made a list of names, and I was trying to be super diverse about genres and age groups and all that stuff. And Billy was on my list. Mm. And so then he passed away, and then Tiger and Dylan passed away. And the first episode I'd recorded was like the week after that happened, which none of those have aired yet. And it got me thinking, it's like, you guys need to sit down Mm-hmm. and do this right. and get your stories captured for the sake of this time capsule mm-hmm. yeah. Polaroid picture moment. Yep. Like capture your story, your bands, your past bands, your current band, and tell your story of your involvement in this music scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree 100%. That's what this is all about. Absolutely. Yeah. This is for you. You. And Almost. you. And me too. And you Here, you, you do it. Let's say, right. This, everybody. This is for, for you. you. Okay. Uh, very good. <laughs> but going back to that, very well. Um, so, um, no. They're sending back. We don't want you. <laughs> yeah. We want the audio, but the video. <laughs> no. We're not much to look at. We're yeah. okay to listen to. Yeah. Um, I did once judge the itty bitty titty contest. Tommy. I did. Over at. Uh, Is that a man uh, contest? No, it was a. It was an actual. A cup. Had the ladies uh, at uh, <laughs> what the hell's the name of really it? Really sentimental. It's for real. Died, and he's like, guys. It was so much fun. Just they had them in like little kiddie pools. <laughs> that little kiddie pools. And we were pouring water on. Them. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it was fun. Uh, uh, Port of Arda. Isn't that what that is on the bypass? Yeah, the Port of Arda. Yeah, because yeah. it's got the, the one crazy. That used to be wonderful waterbeds. That's where you hosted. It's got the yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't yeah. host it. I was one of the judges. Oh, <laughs> you won't believe the stuff that I've done since I've I been in radio. I, I, I totally believe it. Some of it's well, been I was a lot say of fun. Valid, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, it doesn't fit with this content. <laughs> what do you want me to do then? Okay, <laughs> trans- fine, fine. I was going to say <laughs> that um, Billy is someone I'd reached out to, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, or as well, and um, reached out to as well. Yes. Anyway. Um, are real good this is why nobody wants to do these because they're scared to talk. Sure, that, yeah. they all tell me that. Uh, like, just oh, make an oh, ass wanna... yourself. You'll but, like uh, it later. So I, I'd ask him on Facebook, and Billy's always been this way. Yeah, he wouldn't say nothing for two months, and then he just he just show up at your house or something crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then I send that to him. Hey man, I got this podcast. Blah blah blah. And then I, it was uh, October. It's on my phone. I'd show you, but that's what's recording. And he just sends me a wrestling clip. Of like WWF, of like someone getting their ass kicked or something. So I just send him back another wrestling clip, and I say, "Do you want to?" He just says, "Ha." <laughs> that's all. That's honestly probably the last time I talked to Billy. Damn. Yeah, but um, um, I'm not the man to be in charge of talking about it. But there is a show being put together mm-hmm. in honor of both him and Jeremy Pryor. 
um, that I'm going to be a part of. Good. And I know there's a concrete date, but I don't know that exact date. But it, I believe it's in June, and I think it's going to be on Chestnut Street. Hmm. So. Um, What's on Chestnut Street? Lots of stuff. Oh. I used to park there a lot to go know. to class. Uh, I think. What's the, I'm bad about. Are you talking about the venue? Yeah. Okay, that would be the Phoenix. Theater, there you go. Right? I, I, I believe. I believe. Ooh. I don't want to say this incorrectly. That's a cool place. That's gonna, another cool place to see bands. Yeah, there I have been some be good there. shows yeah. there, um, but I, obviously it's more known for theatrical Plays yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, I think Matt, right? Uh, no, yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt does, Matthew, I believe, yeah. is part of. He does. A, he helps put a lot of that together. On Monday, he's Metal Matt. Oh, listens to Metallica and Megadeth. Oh, really? And metal bands with the M. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> metal church, Motley Crue, yes, stuff like that. Motley yeah. Matt. Yeah, cool. Metalla Matt. Yeah. All right, so that's all you can tell us about it right now. It's kind of in the works. Mega Matt. I wish I could tell you more, but yeah. I didn't go to practice this past Sunday. Yeah. That's me being a bad. Yeah. Uh, but still, band. that's that's cool. Some yeah, folks it, it, are going. It's, what? It's going to be, uh, you know, just straight up playing their songs, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of people involved. Not just me. There's yeah. A lot, there's a ton of people. So that'll be cool. It should be good. Uh, it was originally going to be at uh, Jenna's Pub, and then right. I, we, we left out this whole daggone thing. No, you just well, said there, it. I was going to have a moment where we mentioned things. There was Janetta's Pub, which she had been involved with a few different venues around town. And Joe B. had a place on uh, Three Springs Road for a while across from Q-Time. And, of course, Q-Time yes. has... Well, Q-Time and Betty's kind of didn't have live music forever. It was like karaoke and all that shit. And now they have live music. And so a a shout-out to Q-Time and Betty's. uh, Bring Vibrolas back. (laughs) Love those guys. Yeah, especially Janetta's Pub as well. Janetta's Pub, but I know that Janetta was involved in other venues. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I I, I don't... I wouldn't say she owned them but she did work there and I don't, kind of have I a hand in like it, yeah. booking and yeah i know cecil's bands played a lot right uh but yeah i'm not good with venue names on yeah. some of that stuff either yeah. well, we've named a hell of a lot we've named a lot yes but one thing we have not talked about is the the easy e the executive end, guys. Oh. Come on. Uh, I never went there. The menopause. Oh. Wow. Well, wait, I went there once. I take that back. I went there once. Uh, no, wait a minute. They had the thing on this side of they the had road, a house band. and then they they killed it. They tore it down, yeah. and then it ended up over to Ramada Inn. Yeah, yeah. It's been at the Ramada. Okay, you're talking the Ramada about Ramada. Kind of took what the executive. What was had. the name of that band? Leviathan. Leviticus, something with an L. Liberation. <laughs> Liberation. Yeah. <laughs> but it was also something else with an E. Hello, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We are Leviticus. See, the people are typing all the answers to these questions right but now. Roxell now. Well, two of them. Yeah. yeah. They're called Roxell. Roxell is the band oh, that kind of so came funny. out of the ashes okay. of Liberation. I've heard okay. Roxell. Yeah. They're like going, man, Leviticus. We should change our name to Leviticus. <laughs> There's a Christian band called a Christian metal band back in the '80s called Leviticus. Look, look up their album covers; they're pretty wicked. Yeah, Petra was a little more spacey looking. Yeah, Petra was a Christian. Yeah, they were actually extremely popular. They they did really well. Yeah, they're no striper, but uh, they're no striper. I mean, that's really the name one person. That's right. Speaking of jars of clays, one of the dude in that band is has been working with who dosed. 
who just released a new album and is number 24 on the Billboard charts. Yeah, and they play Shared. here yeah. on occasion, don't they? Yes, they do. Well, they're but from they're Morgantown. Be a Booker County new. That's right. There's right. a Woodbury, I and I believe. I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. They, they tour good. all over, but yeah, yeah, they're doing that's well. Cool. Hey, shout out to Who Dosed, Rock Who and Roll. Who yeah, That's right. Butler County. Your favorite local band. You're going to hurt a bunch of feelings. No. Dude, I can't. No, do that. I've got I, mean, mic. I have not been afraid to say it in the recent episodes I have taped is the Daddy Sisters. That's your favorite you, newer or of all as, time, as of right think. now, yeah. That's yeah. that's some yeah. kick ass shit right yeah. there. Yeah. It's the good good. Yeah. All right. How about in the past? In the past? I mean older band. I mean there was a lot. Yeah. Um Do you have a favorite C D? Uh what? <laughs> Shut up. I can't. I, I yeah. really can't. I, yeah. I, I, I was so active back then. I didn't yeah. really go out. I was only seeing bands if yeah. I was playing. Yeah. I can't you know? answer it either because I always keep it to myself. But favorite I do have. I have favorites. Oh, I have well, of course yeah. you do. You can tell me yours. Mine? Yeah. Oh, Lost River Cave Band. Oh, great band. Great band. Yeah, great band. Yeah, that's just my honest Excellent band. The upcoming band. episode of the Sound Atlas is with Joshua Riddle. Nice. And uh, Melissa from does Wet he, Eyed Liars. Does he talk about Section 8 any? He does. Yeah, that's, an, that's another great band. Stay tuned. Yeah. Thought that was a perfect way to end it right there. <laughs> no. Oh, well. But anyway, I think we've covered the basis of clubs, I think. No shit. And there's a lot. Talking about so restaurants. It needed to be done. I That's know we're right. missing some. I know oh. we're missing some. Yeah, we're I didn't all... mention the library the other day yeah. with Shelby Smith. And the library was on the bypass. Uh-huh. Uh, not far from where Topper Motel, rest in peace, used to be. Yep. Um, and across from the drive-in. Yeah. The old drive-in theater, which is now Kroger. Yeah. My God, you can go down memory lane yeah. in this town and just go, well, it used to be yeah. this and now it's yeah. this. And we didn't even mention the Quonset Hut. You're talking about stuff in the early, early, super early days. They tore that down like 10, 20 years ago, but apparently everybody and their grandma played there, even like James Brown. What was this? Kwanzaa Hut. Now, see, why didn't you start off with it that? It just popped off. Man, Kwanzaa we're jumping Hutt, off. Where was that It would located? make too much sense to include it when we were talking about totally that fine. era. Totally understandable. <laughs> Kwanzaa Hut? Yeah. Where you was know, this? one of those dome things, you know? Where was it? It was right there on the corner when you're coming down, you go uh, past Kroger, and you're coming down and right there when you take that little to get on to go across the bridge, it was yeah. right there on that corner. Like where Louisville Uncle Road. Sam's was? It was on uh, other, Caddy Corner. Other side. Right? No kidding. Yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah, they tore that down like, I don't know, 20 years ago or something. Dude, I was too little. Yeah. But apparently a lot <laughs> of people came through there. I think it was like part of the I think it was part of like the Chitlin circuit or something. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And I, see, that's the thing. I was like, I know our town had to have had venues like yeah, that. Yeah. Where bands came through just yeah. traveling yeah. through yeah. and they'd catch wind of somewhere yeah. to play and hang so, out and i think and, that was one of the early places that's cool yeah man see that that stuff needs to be documented um, we need a book talk to some of those How old about dudes all those books about the history of bowling green are like postcard books we yeah need one on music well you know Who i really do that? i wish that they would do a big display of local stuff because well wishing's for suckers i got a lot of stuff <laughs> And I know, I know the you, Kentucky yeah. Museum you, does. Yeah, you've donated a lot of stuff yeah. on local music. And yeah. I, I, but, I appreciate but that. But you know how cool that would be to walk in and just see walls covered with like uh, posters and records and photos and all that kind of cool shit from like 
30, 40 it years needs of local to be That would be the coolest, it's, man. It's getting lost in yeah. time. You know? Yeah. In my head, I always wanted to, through this, to just have literally a family tree. It's and it what you've so done long though. to do. That. No, but I that illustrated what like I've pointed out it. in talking to people is I was like, you if know? you go back and listen to, if you actually yeah. take time, you know, weekly to just go back and listen to an episode, mm-hmm. um, you do start making connections of yeah. how everyone is connected, even though bands and genres and whatnot may not be connected in real life. You see yeah. connections through the people, right? And the musicians and, and the bands mm-hmm. and all that yeah. stuff. And that's yeah. really cool. Okay. And, of course, a lot of us have talked about Butler County and mm-hmm. Barron County and Edmondson County and all of these people that kind of come into this town or in this music scene, but yet they are connected through Franklin and Scottsville and, and all these towns that are outside of us. Yeah. And that's a great thing. Again, it's kind of a, a tree connecting, but it's also branching out into all these other things. Absolutely, know. man. You did that a good a thing project. by starting this. You did a good thing by doing it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Tell us why you really started this, though. And in your uh, first interview was J.D. Minor, correct? Yes. Okay, the first episode aired in, I guess, January of 2018. It seemed That's like it was about February, I'm thinking. Something like that. Because when I caught wind of this, it was the third episode. Mm -hmm. And somebody had shared it. Mm -hmm. And I just saw the thing, the Sound Atlas Bowling Green Music Scene podcast or whatever it said. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And I immediately listened to it and then noticed there were two more. And I went back and listened to those. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, this is so cool. And I think I came by Yellowberry one day and talked to you. Mm-hmm. Or I texted you or oh, something. Oh, uh, Facebook, yeah. We talked on Facebook. And I was like, dude, that'd be, that's a cool thing that you're doing. <laughs> you know, Not only do I want to, I'd like to be a part of it as a guest, but I can't wait to see who else you're going to interview. I was so excited just to see what was next, you yep. know. And so when you started this, that was your goal, right, was to kind of capture stories yeah, and, and have them you know in stone so to speak on the internet so that anyone that can listen to them yeah. at any time I, I, I think i've said if i if i didn't say it on something um my dad for a while owned what was basically a pawn shop mm-hmm. and um, i would watch it during the day for him and my grandfather would show up and my dad's friends would show up but my dad would leave so it'd just be me and a bunch of old dudes sitting around talking and they were just telling stories about stuff that just seemed completely outlandish to like current day stuff you're like you know I'm sure nobody in their family would know that story. Yeah. And honestly, most of them have passed on. They would never know that story. Right. But it was the best job I ever had because I just got to sit there and listen to people tell true right. stories. Mm-hmm. And it's the old-fashioned way of how things are passed down <clears throat> right. and stuff. And we don't do that. We don't have that at all anymore. Everybody's, you know, this is what I ate tonight. That's your social media. You know, yeah. that, that's your interaction. Yeah. So uh, to me, I was like, well, I, w- I would give anything because I didn't at the time that if I had recorded my grandfather's, either one of them, telling those stories so mm-hmm. I could go back and listen to them. Because all I now have now is fragments, and I've changed right. it around in my head. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But if I would have had something like this, it would have been invaluable to me. Right. So then I was like, well, I like stories. I like music. There you go. You know, so. It was a good, it was a good thing. I like it. And, of course, it kind well, of reminded me of it. what you were doing in a way of the radio and the local show and everything, mm-hmm. but it's live radio. Yep. It's not something you could just pull up on 
uh, an app and listen to it again. But I did time. record all of them. That's true. When I had but, guests. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back in the day, it was just yeah. live radio. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're hoping people are listening. Yeah. Even back then, you couldn't really get on the internet and go, hey, everybody, I'm going to be on the radio Sunday <laughs> night. You know? yeah. But it reminds me of radio, but yet it's captured. Mm-hmm. And, and it's something you can listen back to again and again. And I think you can even download them. Don't you have it to where they yeah. can download oh, yeah, it? yeah, you can download them. Yeah. yeah. And, we, you know, we do, honestly, compared to most things I've read, as far as just like a podcast, especially for a podcast that's completely localized, mm-hmm. you know, we basically talk about Bowling Green. Yeah. Ad nauseum. Over and over and over. Yeah. Um, very few podcasts, except it seems like the middle ground is so tiny so you either get no listens, you get twenty, thirty a week, yeah, or you get thousands and millions. Yeah, if you're successful, you're getting sponsors. Yeah, but we have a consistent about two hundred listens a week. Nice, and that's every that's every week. I think it and would it's grow not on a by specific each podcast. Yeah, but it, the people listen to it the, varies the person on they're interested who, in. Yeah, yeah, and then they go back and listen to the rest of them. Oh, and compared cool. To most stuff that is really good. So nice. I've noticed happy. that some people that are interviewed when their episode airs, they they just kind of like it. They don't really push it and promote it. Right. I think they're almost <laughs> a little bit embarrassed. Oh, I'm the worst about that. If you, you know, haven't noticed, thanks for the listen, likes, and shares. <laughs> I put that after everything. But the artist that is the feature, yeah. some of them don't go, hey, check out this thing I did. It's really mm-hmm. cool. I had a good time doing it. Yeah. Some of them are just, they'll, they'll click a like button on your post and leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they don't want it to be spread through the masses or whatever. So, but everybody's different. Yeah. And sure. that's cool, you know. Yeah. But this is the same. It's not only promotion of y- you as a musician currently it's telling your story right and that's what intrigued me the most immediately was like i learned shit about eric curtis that i didn't know and i went to high school with the guy right and that's what i loved about both of you you were you were diving into a deeper thing about you know we all know your name we all know what band you're in but how'd you get started Mm -hmm. what what influenced you what started you to think hey i want to do that Mm. and i just loved it i thought it was a great thing to do yeah it's it was fun i enjoyed doing it yeah Yeah. why did you give yourself a a limit on it time time wise oh well mainly because i knew that you were interested in doing it and so i just decided well i'll do this many and then i'll that's cool you know i'll talk to russell about it but it was uh, cool while you had it because i think you've both done more than i did right how many have you done now I think I'm knocking on like 30. You did 30? I, I no. not haven't aired yet, but I've recorded. Oh, you definitely like, did. I think yeah. I did 16. Uh, like 22. Yeah, I think I did the least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping tonight wouldn't be a, uh, hey, Dean, you're done. <laughs> Here's the next guy. Where's yeah. the next guy? Yeah. Or girl. He'll let you know. Yeah, I yeah. know. Hey, yeah, really having a lady do it sometime, that would be nice. <laughs> there you go. Get the ladies' perspective. Okay, so I'm good, right? I'm still Speaking good. of ladies, we need more ladies in local music, but I think you're... several coming up. You're this week. This week was Kenzie Crow. That's right. Um, Melissa Jones from Wet Odd Liars is nice. coming up. Her, her um, and Josh is next week. Uh, I think it's this coming Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I interviewed <laughs> That's uh, all together we Summer are. Graves from People Proof oh, recently, cool. so Very she's cool. coming up. I've talked back and forth with Rachel Pearl. I'm hoping to get an episode recorded with her. And that'd be cool. That'd be really cool because yeah. not only could she talk about her uh, musical stories, but she could tell stories about Jane since yeah. Jane's not here to tell them yeah. and get that 
you know Jane and Rachel music well, connection. Thing. You can maybe work, you know, because Jane pops in from time. Jane does. Yeah, and I, I see her every now and then because yeah. we're related through marriage. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Oh, cool. Um, well, there but you go. Yeah, if, if she does happen to pop in, I would love to. Lisa Oliver. Lisa Oliver. Lisa Oliver, Oliver did, has done a lot of work with uh, Tommy Womack, oh, and yeah. she's released her own music. That's true. She was in town not too long ago uh, doing something. I'm thinking uh, either Capital Sky Pack. Yeah. Lisa Oliver, so she's a good one. She's yeah. sweetheart too. Real a, sweet girl. Our music scene is a lot stronger in yeah. female yeah. talent, I think, than most people realize. Well, we need we definitely need the ladies to get out there. You know, do your the thing. Ladies. Cut loose. <laughs> Cut loose. Yeah. It's like footloose. I just want the ladies to. You don't have to always be at the front of the stage. Be on the stage. There are several on the stage. Uh, we need as many as we can get. Uh, All right. Are we still? Alive? It's about to blow. Is it blowing up it's with like, like comments? Like, uh, they're like, my God. They're bored. When in the them. hell is this going to wrap up? I guess it's going to wrap up now. Okay. Gentlemen, it has been a, a wonderful experience to not only be a part of this as a host, but to have been your guest mm-hmm. and to have been a part of something that you started, man holding the phone. And uh, It's been but, fun, man. Yeah, it has been fun. It has been. Are you all fans of listening at the same time? Uh, or do you listen to them like on, when they air? Or do you have like a day when you just kind of? Just kind of, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I'll go, oh, it's Monday, and I'll check it out. And then sometimes on Wednesday, I'll go, oh, I didn't see what was up Monday. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I listen to it while I'm encoding it to put it up. Okay. I listen to them on my lunch break. There you go. But lately, I I get to listen to them before everyone else. (laughs) Well, yeah. I'll record an episode, and I won't listen to it until like two days later. But you don't edit anything, do you? Yours are as they go. And let it go. Yeah. Well, see, some things have been uh, told to me that uh, I shouldn't air, so some things have been see, taken out. See, I don't out. give a shit. I'm like, yeah. just talk. Well, some of the folks that I've <laughs> talked to, have uh, we've gone off, ventured off, and then they would go, nah, oh. Yeah, maybe not air that. Yeah. See, I try not to do that. So I have the raw interview, and then I have the air <laughs> interview. And so, see, someday I can release the remastered edition. That's cool. <laughs> no, I won't do that. Those secrets are the always safe. Platinum edition. Yeah, those are always safe. Can we get a uh, a host selfie here for a sign off with the with the? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Are we gonna say goodbye or are we gonna? We need to do come whatever over you here. say, host man. Where, where do I need to go? <laughs> yeah, where are we going? I guess right here. Okay. Oh, you're gonna flip it. Smack it up, flip it. Oh up yeah. Down. Oh no. Whoop. I'm trying to get out of the way. Hi. Hey! Move my hand. Our faces are all red looking. It's okay. It's anyway, hot, thank you guys yeah, so hot, much man. for tuning in. Make sure you check out Dean right here. He's killing it. Echo. <laughs> bye. See you, bye. Bye. Say bye, Dean. Bye. <laughs> how do I turn this off? And we're done. So, uh, good night, good luck, and stay cool. Oh, that's right. This thing is still still recording. Thank you, Dean. <laughs> Thank you, Russell.